Final Word Daily, India, Australia, indoor, day three, it's all over and Adam Collins is going to tell you how in the space of 30 seconds or less. It was over inside 19 overs, about 90 odd minutes, Australia did it tough to begin, 13 runs from the first 10 overs, Ashwin gets a wicket second ball, Kawaja walking off for a duck, Travis had to, had to absorb so much pressure with Marta Slava Shane, but then when they changed the ball, India, everything changed, head taking 14 from an over, the test was over about 20 minutes later, head 49 not out, Marta Slava Shane unbeaten on 28, an unbeaten stand of 78, which record Australia their second victory in India since 2004, in India only their third home loss in the last 11 years. This show is brought to you by Visit Melbourne. Com. That's the city that we come from, so we have no hesitation in telling people to do exactly that. It was pretty much over by drinks. Australia needed 20 more at that point, yeah. and basically Head and Labuschagne had broken the resistance. But at the start, when you come out, the first ball from Ashwin explodes off a length, ends up about head height for the wicketkeeper, past the outside edge. The second ball kisses the outside edge so lightly, so delicately, <laughs> like when you get a little kiss on the forehead when you're asleep and it doesn't even wake you up. That kind of kiss. And... Kawaja didn't even know that he hit it. He reviewed when he was given out caught behind, but there was a nick on it. So, a wicket falls with the score on naught, and what we've seen on these pitches, and what we've seen from Australian collapses, and you thought anything could happen from there. Yeah, the point I tried to make repeatedly, kind of in the pre-game, was that kind of nothing's easy here, right? Mm. India is a tough country, and if they... 76 out there I thought was going to be hard work. I thought there would be twists and turns, and in the end, all the twists were in the first half an hour of play, and by that I mean balls spitting everywhere. Some of those deliveries from mm. Ashwin were just perfection. They were too good to find the edge. They were bouncing too much. He's such an expert at using the new ball as a finger spinner. That's harder than it looks to get purchase on the ball, to rip it the way he wants to do so. The, the amount of revs he was getting in turn the drift as well. Mm -hmm. It was like genuinely all happening. It yep. could have been any number of wickets, but to Travis Head's credit, after getting bogged down, he didn't have a brain explosion. He just was like, okay, I'm going to have to just guts it out, guts it out, guts it out, mm -hmm. and wait for my moment. And he did. He had to wait 40 minutes for his moment, completely opposite to what I thought would happen, which is that Head would go after the bowling in the first 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. He wait, but then when it mattered most, he was able to do so. So, yeah, agree. That, 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 that start from Ashwin, that first ball, it wasn't an audible gasp in the commentary box. We were dead set laughing. I'm sure your box was the same. We are like, this is extraordinary first ball of the day to yeah. do that second ball getting a wicket this could go anywhere but instead yep. Labuschagne and Head they saw it through well uh, so Head at one point I think was four off 26 balls Sounds there or thereabouts right. yeah, yeah. Um, before suddenly he goes down the ground four down the ground from Ashwin then the straight six um, and then he clears out the one over Jadeja's head down the ground as well. Suddenly he's up and away. Um, but it was interesting, so we, we spoke to both of those players after play uh, on the boundary line interview. So Sorry, to Travis Head and to the captain, Steve Smith. I asked Travis Head, was he nervous? He went, ah, nah, nah, no. when Kawaja got out, I mean, yes, nah, nah. Thought, I thought I had a pretty good idea of what I was going to do and I just went and did it. Totally <laughs> chilled out. Steve Smith, on the other hand, he, his hand was almost shaking when he spoke about Usman Kawaja <laughs> getting out. He was certainly nervous. He was like, oh, I could have, you know, it could have gone in any direction from there. Um, and for a side that's lost, you know, 6 for 11 in the first innings at one point, I mean, God knows it could have got what, they lost 9 for 48 um, in the previous test yeah. in Delhi. So Bowled out in a session in Nagpur? Yeah, who knows? Um, who knew? But, uh, I mean, there's, there's something about Travis Head as an opener in these conditions. It works in Delhi 
not quite long enough, but it worked for almost long enough and others should have been able to pick up the slack but didn't. It's worked here. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get a, a lot of Travis Head should be the opener full-time in the Australian team now. That seems to me to be robbing a strength to make up for a weakness given how good he has been at number five. And also that doing what he does opening the batting in England will be a different proposition. Now maybe he could do it anyway because nobody thought that he could bat against spin and he's batted yeah. against spin and done that well. Maybe he would succeed if given the challenge to open in England. But equally he could be such a good player at say number five or even six if Green came up a spot as the more defensive player to do that job during the Ashes. Yeah it's an interesting debate. I think all sides are valid. I reckon that you're allowed to improve as a player and Head's proven that. Kawaj has proven that against spin. He used to be a liability against the turning mm. ball in Asia. Now he's along with along with probably Hanscom, their best player of spin at the moment. I know Hanscom um, hasn't made bulk runs here, but if you look at the technique they're playing with to the eye, um, it looks like Kawaj is just as good. So Well, he, he made important runs, so Hanscom. I mean, did. even even though he you look at the scorecard and say 19, he still batted for long enough. I mean, well, the point 40 runs night. in the context of this game? Is yeah, a partnership of 40, and, yeah. and, and, the, and he faced 98 deliveries. He, as we said last night on the program, he was able to take Sting out of the match at the perfect time. And with Head, it's kind of the opposite. Um, if they want to play a similar brand of cricket to England, then they will try and go punch for punch and let Head open. And that would be fascinating. On the other hand, as you're saying, it might be a better use of resources going with a more conventional opener in those conditions. I think longer term, there's a decent chance to open in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and why wouldn't he open in Asia? So um, to think he was, just to go back with Head for a sec, Yep. He wasn't in the team at Nagpur, despite yep. having a, a home summer where he averaged 88 and had a strike rate of 95. Daniel Norcross yep. on our program made a good point that I think Australia overthought that. If you're a player as capable as Travis Head uh, and aggressive as Travis Head, mm. then you've just got to back that. And they did eventually. They got it right. They made the correction yep. after Nagpur and, and, and they found a place for him here I think proved vital. What they looked at, though, was the flip side of that, which is that the previous home summer during the, the Ashes in Australia, he'd also had a great summer, made a couple of hundreds, scored yep. quickly, and then went to Pakistan and Sri Lanka and was no good. So sure. yep. it's like they'd already had a, a trial run of that particular um, test, and so they didn't want to make the same mistake second time around. But like you say, when, when somebody's in that kind of form they're in, You've got to give them the opportunity to fail, I think, before you decide that they can't do it. I completely agree. And I just want to say I'm really happy for him as well. Like, Head's a really lovely guy um, who has got insecurities. Wouldn't you? Mm. If you're a test batter that's been dropped as often as him, um, he's often been surplus to requirements. Like, you know, you get why he would feel like if someone burst through the ranks at shield level, he'd yep. be the first dispensed with. Or if, say, Glenn Maxwell had been fit and available for this trip, he, he may not have played. All of those different factors. Um, but yeah. um, here he is, the last man standing. He didn't hit the winning runs. You know, Labuschagne hits that four over mid-wicket to, to seal the deal. I was hoping Head would get the chance to hit his 50th run and, and win the game. It would have been fitting given he was yep. the guy that broke the back of it. But nevertheless, personal milestones count for nothing on a day like today. Well, yeah, that's not what they came here to do. And I think if the opportunity was there just to make sure it was done and that nothing could go wrong from yes. that point, you're probably not going to lose nine for four. But you never know. As they say <laughs> about cricket, it is a funny game. So, and the other part of this, just want to go back to Labuschagne and, and his performance. His defence in that first 10-over stretch, when Ashwin was all over them, Jadeja to an extent, but really Ashwin, hmm. you know, his willingness to get as far, as far forward as he did, he went back once early, got a little toe-ender on it. He didn't go back again. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he, he learned his lesson quickly, got away with it. When he did go back, it oh, was... Just kept it out, too. That was that yeah. ball was scooting through. That it ball was. was... That was pretty much the great escape, you know, out of Starlight Luft 3. <laughs> 
yeah, and popped and, up on the other side. And the thing everyone forgets about the Great Escape is they all die in the end anyway. Yeah. And, you know, you think that might be Labuschagne's fate as well at that juncture, owing to the fact that it is so hard to a bat. Few, but few of them got away. A few of them made it to Switzerland. Yeah, not, 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 not many. Not Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen didn't. Uh, so the, the well, I mean, in real life, some of them, some of them did make it to Switzerland. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought they all got executed. No, all the ones who got caught got executed. Right. Okay. But some of them did make it over the border. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll Paul, Paul Brickhill wrote the book. He was in the camp. Go and read his book. It's a wonderful read. So the, the, uh, it wasn't that Labuschagne was dancing. It was again we were talked about sort of the the, the, the groins of Peter Hanscom. Oh, like the groins the of many uh, groins. The, the groins of Marnus Labuschagne. <laughs> he was getting so far forward this morning, <laughs> smothering the spin as best he could. It's like he made the decision that there's no way they're going to allow. Keep going. Do it again. No, Sorry. Keep going. Oh right. There is no way I'm going to allow a ball to go between bat and pad. Mm -hmm. It was glued together. Um, and that takes some discipline. They left an enormous gap at mid-wicket. Another point with Labuschagne. They had a 7-2 field. They were begging him to play the slog sweep that he did pretty effectively at Nagpur and Delhi. That was his main scoring shot. And they were saying to him, go on, mate, do it, do it, yep. do it, do it. And instead, he took about three singles where he nudged it towards mid-wicket. Mm. You, you know, we said it a couple of times through the Test match. Australia batted with immense discipline and with a plan. It didn't always work, but you can't question their application and their determination to... to execute that plan mm -hmm. uh, and look it, it, it's to an extent a, a shame that they had to end that innings at one for 76 because it was their best start of the series yeah it was and, and steve smith said after play that a lot of the players had got out during this test he, he was trying to work out how to phrase it he said they got out in the way that they wanted to get out yeah. it's like not that that makes sense not that they want to but the way they were willing to risk getting out you know like yes like the one that took the edge for him that went to slip or the for instance one. that one he's willing to risk because it didn't turn enough to beat the edge but it meant that he was covering the line of the straighter ball. So a couple of things with Labuschagne. I mean, our colleague Bharat Sundarasan has been talking about what, what Bharat calls the straight sweep, the one that yep. where Labuschagne gets really low and powers it with his wrists, always from outside off stump so that the LBW risk is out of the equation. Played one of those for four. They'd left cover open for him for a long time, trying to get him to play that way um, with Ashwin turning the ball in. And eventually he got one that was overpitched and creamed that through the yes. covers for four. And that was pretty much it. I don't think it was the change of ball that made a big difference. I just think it was the, the point of the innings where Travis had decided that he needed to try to go because Ashwin wasn't happy with the seam of the ball. There was, I think the seam was starting to separate and so he, he couldn't grip it properly and so he got it changed for another one. But whether that made any difference or not, it, Travis Head would have hit any ball at that point, I'm pretty I, sure. I was, I was going to raise this in the Hall of Fame, but since we're on it already, it wasn't just that they changed it once. He tried to get it changed again. Mm. Um, and it's funny things, isn't it? I think, I think Ashwin went at eights after the ball got changed and so that point he had one for three or five or yep. something absurd so yeah for whatever reason um, I, I can't understand why he'd want to change a ball that was doing and talking for him as it was but I suppose he had the thing in his hands that he can answer those questions but yep. yeah it's an odd thing isn't it a change of ball can change everything in a game of test cricket that's why fielding teams routinely try and get it changed when mm. things aren't happening and uh, and the umpires acquiesced the umpires came together about seven times in 19 oh. overs this morning didn't they? yeah I know I know well I'll come back to that in the Hall of Fame um, okay. but, it, but in terms of Australia's like the comeback from getting absolutely pumped in Delhi when they should have won that test match and yep. they had it snatched away from them and they had a long time to think about it. For a lot of teams that could have been that could have been a, a, a terminal sentence. You know, they they had all that time to think. They could have stewed on it, they could have come back feeling even worse, and they could have just fallen apart in this test match. Instead, they came in, they saw that it was going to be a shootout. 
And they handled the conditions of the shootout better. They managed to yes. grind out enough runs, more runs, even though they didn't make huge scores, and they bowled better consistently. Their spinners bowled better. So Ashwin and Jadeja had their moments, but in the first innings they were often too full. And even today, after that good start, there were deliveries that were drifting too full that were easy enough to be clipped away, you know, the drive through the covers, the clips through mid-wicket and so on. Um, and they, they just didn't have that same menace and threat. Sure, they didn't have any runs to play with, but the Australians hit better lengths the way that Lyon did it consistently and you know I, I feel good for Nathan Lyon in this because he took eight for in Bengaluru in 2017 and they lost anyway he took eight for here and finally he's the main driver you know on the scorecard the one that people will remember of a win in India yeah and the way he spoke after about having faith in his stock delivery I mean that's a line that we've heard from Lyon for years but mm. it's true he has a lot of self-belief in his standard delivery and doesn't have the big bag of tricks that Ashwin has or whatever but he's at peace with that so that was a, a nice observation for him after taking eight for 64 and I agree it's the best he's bowled in in test cricket yesterday not just because of the way he let the ball go but the the fact that Australia needed to hold their nerve at that juncture mm. you know after losing six for 11 you can easily imagine a scenario where, in, where India get off to a good start and Australia drop their heads and it falls away instead yeah. Lyon first over after lunch getting Shubham Gill that, that, that is one of the turning points another was when he picked up um, Pajara around the corner yesterday just when he looked like he might get away so yeah. Lyon was instrumental at crucial times and just to talk about Smith and his captaincy he made good calls yesterday he was fretting nervously today as, as you said before but um you know, what's that old Richie Benno comment about captaincy? 90% luck and 10% and talent, but don't do it without the 10% or something mm -hmm. like that. Well, you know, yes, uh, it was a bloody good toss to lose. Mm -hmm. um, yes, Australia not having to bat first on morning one did play a big role in them winning the test match, but so did Steve Smith's bowling changes. So did the way that he managed to bring the side together after the Delhi debacle. Uh, yep. And, he, you know, um, sometimes being the acting captain um, it can, be, uh, can work wonders for a side. It's not as though he's auditioning to be the new full-time skipper yep. that's not happening that's not part of the conversation but what a great asset for Australia that Steve Smith who hasn't traditionally I don't believe been temperamentally well suited to leading sides as the full-time skipper but pinch hitting yep. uh, that, that yep. suits him pretty well number two he, he, he sits in there well yeah he's always been tactically sound um, without necessarily being a, a leader of personalities and, and individuals so he'll, he'll still be there in that team for anyone saying oh, yep. I should bring him back full-time He's going to be there if there's a fielding change to be discussed. <laughs> you know, he won't be blocked out from doing that. Uh, Australia also have qualified for the World Test Championship final. Officially, the seventh. India still haven't. They still need a win in the fourth test, which means Rohit Sharma <laughs> was talking about making it a green seamer at Ahmedabad. Ahead of himself, there, didn't he? But, no, well, he, before the test, no, no. he spoke about. But he it was before the test. He was saying, if we win here, no, no. then we'll do that. He very much caveated that with. You know, all of this hinges on the result yeah, yeah, here, yeah, yeah. and we have to win this test. But, but, match. but you don't normally talk about doing something that might happen after winning a test. But oh, that's no, an unusual I, framework for him to work through. I, I get why he I said it. I think that's but... inflated. He was asked the question, and he said, "Well, we'd, it, it would depend on the result of this I test." I don't know. If I think it it's bad juju. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, it's bad energy thinking oh, about just... what they might do in the fourth test oh, if they win the third test you... on a snake pit in what was going to be a shootout. I think you know, it, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's all. It's all. It's all. You're straying dangerously into jinx territory of someone, you know, tweeting, "Oh, Smith batting." Well, and then being like, oh, my fault, sorry. No, no it's no, not. No, no, Shush, no, no. sit down. I, I'm not doing that. I'm talking about the mindset of yeah. thinking about the fourth test when they hadn't won the third. Nevertheless, he, True. they won't have the freedom to... Um, to well, it's oh, going to be very complicated. The chances of that being a green seamer are now but, but also, uh, as dead as the ground. But also the here. chances of being this trip. 
Yeah. I mean, you don't want a pitch that, you know, we spoke about this after the Delhi, no, after Nagpur. We yeah. spoke at length about pitches when there was a lot of debate swirling yeah. about tailor-made surfaces and all the rest of it, mm. based on Rohit Sharma's commentary at the time that we actually don't want to prepare Bunsen's because what you get then is a degree of risk and chance and it becomes a lottery. Well, this was a little bit of a lottery at times, the, the toss we spoke of before, Australia not having to bat on it first. I don't think they'll want a lottery at Umdabad. They'll want a test no. match where they can... Um, control the tempo where they can drag it deep potentially, where they can bat for session on session, where they can nullify Australia's three-pronged spin attack, who are nowhere near as uh, experienced, with the exception of Lyon, as Ashwin and Jadasia. Mm. So to that end, I can easily imagine a scenario where next week's surface is pretty is pretty stayed. Yeah, could be. We could be on for a 500 v 500 kind of game. Let, let us see about that. The Hall of Fame. It is brought to you by Melbourne, the city of Melbourne. Plan your trip at visitmelbourne.com. I think we should talk about the zoo. You ever been to the <laughs> Melbourne Zoo? It's a good one. I took Winnie there when she was a little girl. The butterfly yeah. enclosure, oh, which I remember going to I when I was that. a little boy. Yeah, I remember that when I was about six years old. The butterflies landing on my hands and entranced by it. So I've got lovely photos of my daughter, who's now three, when she was probably just turned one or thereabouts. It's one of the big first excursions we did was the Melbourne Zoo. Loved going there as a kid. One other point. Uh, Jeff, uh, test matches go for more than three days in Melbourne. Well, yeah. it didn't two years ago, but most of the time, of the test time. matches go for more than three days in Melbourne. So if you like your test cricket to go for the longer stretch, mm -hmm. then why wouldn't you visit Melbourne to watch one of them there? And not just the test match, the Melbourne Cricket Ground had 110,000 people packed in last night to watch Ed Sheeran, his Ed Sheeran rather, his biggest concert mm. ever. I know Ahmedabad has 130,000 people uh, for the political rally a couple of years ago, but um, the MCG routinely... Suchin Tandukar. Virat Kohli. Uh, but what you will... What you will see at the G regularly, yeah. is, and we saw that with Pakistan-India during the World Cup, during India-Zimbabwe World Cup final. Get over there as soon as you can. Plan your visit. Visit melbourne.com. Mm, yeah, surely you could find a better reason to go there than Ed Sheeran. But anyway, oh, uh, the, 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 the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is all it's a bit like Paul Collingwood. He missed out on Warney's mural by a couple of years, I reckon. Mm. He just came along too late to get in the Shane Warne mural. Otherwise, he would have been there with Chris Martin of Coldplay, <laughs> just, just having a, a chin wag over a cold VB that Jack Nicholson brought in. Um, anyway, you'll figure out what I'm talking about if you don't. Hall of Fame. What I think for me it was how um, suggestible Joel Wilson was. Oh, yeah. Now, look, didn't have a great test match with the decisions. Neither did Nitin Man. And it was hard work because it was turning a lot and everything was difficult. And basically the umpires were guessing. I mean, umpires are always guessing to a degree, but more so than usual. But the point where Ashwin said, I want to change the ball. And Joel Wilson took it over to Nitin Menon and said, they want to change the ball. And Nitin Menon said, no. Go back to your spot. And Joel went, OK. <laughs> I was saying on air at the time, if you're one of his kids, I don't know if he has kids, but if he does, and you want to go to Macca's on the way home, you're getting Macca's on the way home. <laughs> Joel Wilson <laughs> has to be the most easily suggestible person I've ever seen running a game of cricket. I'll, I'll just give a bit of mitigation. I actually think he did a pretty good job, Joel Wilson, in the circumstances. It was so difficult for the wicket keepers and the umpires. Um, and, uh, you know, Wilson didn't get all the decisions right. Wilson! Um, Joel, I'm afraid you're going to have to change your decision. The soundtrack of 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I think that, um, you know, uh, a pass mark for both of them in the circumstances. But I did find it funny that every time either Rohit Sharma, Manus Lavashane, Travis Head, Ravichandra and Ashwin spoke to the umpires today, it prompted a conference. Lavashane actually got in Ashwin's head, I reckon, oh, yeah. with that whole standoff where he wouldn't bowl, then he wouldn't face up. It was reminiscent of um, Ganguly and Warren back in the day, as, uh -huh. as was pointed out on our commentary as well. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that by play, and Wilson and, and Nitin Menon were part of that. Um, I think that's... Um 
That, that's that's, that's my best nomination of the day. I'm going to nominate our friend over here as well. He's been in our shot for the whole time on the phone, walking back and forth. He really, really wants to be involved really? in the show today. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to have to pay him a third of the royalties for that kind of screen time. Uh, right, that has been the final word daily. I mean, obviously the daily from the matches. We'll be back in Ahmedabad. We'll be shooting some stuff over the next few days um, when, when we get the time and the opportunity and the inclination. So keep, will. keep an eye on the feed. I, I think we'll try and have some fun the next few days. I mean, obviously we'll be working on the podcast and doing other bits and pieces, mm -hmm. but um, we'll try and take our equipment where we go and it won't be necessarily cricket centric we might do a bit of a wash-up show tomorrow mm -hmm. we'll probably hear from Andrew McDonald we might hear from Rahul Dravid and and we'll take a sounding on that but yeah it might be a bit less cricket between now and Umderbud but um, keep following the feed and keep telling your friends yep and if you're watching the videos remember there's an audio podcast feed where there are actually more shows than yes. there are on the video thing other and different things go and find us we'll put us in your ears <laughs> instead of front of you in front of your eyes and then you can listen to us while you do the washing up and we'll have time to make a history program this weekend we, we didn't will. think that was possible that's yep. called story time you can find that on the podcast feed that's not on YouTube and our weekly issues based interview based show we had an interview with Gary Kirsten talking about um, his special relationship with MS Dhoni that went up a couple of weeks ago find that all on the final word podcast feed subscribe tell your mates and if you really like us patreon.com forward slash the final word to make all of these various adventures possible that's it this is us from indoor thanks for having us uh, here at the whole car stadium uh, when where Syed Mushtaq Ali did his thing back in the day and CK Naidu, yes. the early pioneers of Indian cricket. You might hear about them on the History Show. Who knows? Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins, Final Word Daily. See you later. Bye.